You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, and welcome in. It is UTEP First in 10, presented by Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. When we preview the upcoming UTEP football game, and tonight's a huge one, the UTEP Miners hosting the New Mexico State Aggies for the 99th edition of the Battle of I-10. And this is First in 10, again, presented by Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. They've been a Texas family-owned destination for selection and saving since 1962. It's your one-stop shop with literally thousands of wine, spirits, and beers at at everyday lower prices. They're the four-time national retailer of the year. And hey, folks, whether you're watching UTEP football or soaking up the last rays of summer sun, Specs has you covered with lower prices on Texas's largest selection. If you're looking to freshen up your happy hour skills with more seasonal cocktails, just go to SpexOnline.com for a ton of mes- recipes handpicked by the Specs mixologist experts themselves. Let's get into this one. It's the Battle of I-10 preview between the Miners and the New Mexico State Aggies coming up in just a little bit. You'll hear from Sal Montes, the co-host of Minor Talk, and you'll also hear the three keys for UTEP to win this game from Steve Kaplowitz. But let's start on the Miner side of things. This is game three for UTEP. They're coming into this one 0-2 on the season and uh, just recently lost to Oklahoma. The big thing that I'm looking for for the Miners is they're trying to bounce back from this slow start. They need a win desperately, and the 99th edition of the Battle of I-10 could be exactly what UTEP football needs on their side. Now, UTEP has had 300-plus yards of total offense in the last 16 straight games, so I'm expecting the offense to move the ball pretty well against the Aggies today, but my big question is, where is it coming from? Is it coming through the air from Gavin Hardison, or can they finally establish a ground game between Ronald Awad, Deion Hankins, and maybe even some of the newcomer running backs who can maybe step onto the scene tonight for the first time? I'm really looking at this offense to take a step forward and score. I mean, it's one thing to rack up all these yards of total offense on UTEP's offensive side, but it's another thing for actually completing these drive-in scoring. So that's one of the big things that I'm looking for today. UTEP to actually finish drives, be efficient with uh, their offensive possessions, and really execute when uh, they're called to do so. Gavin Hardison set a career high last week against number 9 Oklahoma with 26 pass completions. Um, I thought Hardison had a good game last week, all things considered. One of the big things I'm looking for with Gavin Hardison is, you know, be, uh, I guess, get to your decision a little quicker uh, as far as what you're going to do in the passing game, whether you're going to actually throw that ball or just throw it away. Don't take that sack if you're Gavin Hardison coming into this one against New Mexico State because when you take those kinds of sacks, when you're pressured heavily, that's when turnovers happen. And uh, that's one of the things I'm looking at here. Um, You know, speaking of turnovers, I want this UTEP offense to play turnover-free football today if, if I'm looking for them to win. UTEP has cut down on their penalties. That's one of the big things that I, I want them to continue to do going into this one. And as far as standouts on offense, I got to give a lot of credit to standout wide receiver Ray Flores, who right now is tied for the team lead in receptions with 15. He has 198 receiving yards through uh, these two games. Going into the season, remember, he only had 277 receiving yards total 
total. And he's almost, uh, you know, after this game, assuming he has another good one, he has a chance to break that mark already here in just game three. But that's just a credit to Ray Flores, the Isleta High School standout, who has really uh, progressed as a receiver and uh, has really shown what he could do in the receiving game and having that connection with quarterback Gavin Hardison. I want to see more from Tyron Smith today. I mean, the obvious one is to clean up the drops and just to be that reliable target. Uh, He gets open. That's why Tyron Smith still gets those looks and targets from Gavin Hardison. He just has to be effective when he gets those passes coming his way and, uh, you know, catch those balls. So that's a big key for me with Tyron Smith. And then I want to see more receivers throughout today's game. I want to see Jeremiah Ballard. I want to see Jostine Clark again play in the receiving game. Uh, If they throw Marcus Bellon out there, that's another name to look at, along with guys like Zach Fryer, who could play a a pretty nice uh, tight end role for this UTEP football team. So those are kind of the things I'm looking at offensively for this UTEP football team going into this one. Now, switching it over to the defense, I think there's a lot of things to note for this one. Tyrese Knight has been the uh, standout uh, linebacker for this UTEP defense so far. He has uh, actually 20 total tackles through two games. He has two tackles for losses so far as well. But one of the things I'm looking at is who's going to help him in the linebacker core. Uh, Last week, you saw Jerome Wilson go down with an injury. His status for today's game is still unclear, although we'll probably find out early on into warm-ups whether or not he will be active. If it's not Jerome Wilson Jr., it's still not Breon Hayward, who hasn't been granted that waiver of eligibility. It it might be redshirt junior Cal Wallerstedt playing that Mike linebacker position. And how will he uh, adjust as the game goes on in this rivalry game. That's that's the big key for me going into this one. And then the defensive line. I know that a lot has been said about this group not creating pressure, not doing much on the defensive front as far as disrupting the quarterback of the opposing teams. But look at what's going on so far. He he went up against Austin Ani. Uh, excuse me. The defensive line goes up against North Texas and Austin Ani, who throws the ball with, with less than four seconds on every snap. And then you look at Dylan Gabriel with the Oklahoma Sooners. He did pretty much the same thing. It was high tempo, uh, high, you know, fast-paced offense on the opposing side, and I think that's the key to beat UTEP. Now, if New Mexico State's a little slower getting up to the line of scrimmage, and if they if they take a little while calling the plays, I think that gives UTEP's defensive line the best chance of actually having success disrupting the quarterback and making the Aggies pay in this game. So that's going to be one of my keys is how does that defensive line um, maintain uh, you know their consistency knowing the tempo might be a little slower than what they experienced against North Texas and Oklahoma. Now, when we're talking about the secondary for UTEP, Latrez Shelton and, of course, Josiah Allen, those are the two newcomers going into this season that, hey, they, they've made their two career starts so far with the Miners. They've started both games that they played, and uh, those two have had to learn a lot in these first two games. I'm expecting these two guys to have uh, a strong game today because the New Mexico State passing game is sometimes suspect, and uh, we just don't think that that uh, passing game or passing attack is as reliable as this uh, UTEP defense can be. So I'm looking for this defense to have a huge game. They could carry this UTEP football team when it's all said and done, but uh, that's one of the big keys I have going into this defense. Now, switching it over to New Mexico State. This is, uh, for, uh, you know, on their side for the Aggies, they're coming into this one uh, 0-2 on the season. They have had a uh, tough time scoring, you know, as, as these two games have gone on. They were shut out last week against Minnesota, 38-0, although they didn't allow any big plays. That's one of my uh, big notes for that Aggies team in uh, against the Golden Gophers who are in the Power 5 ranks. But you look at the Nevada 
good game. They lost 23-12, a very close game. It was a kind of a you know back and forth kind of um, ugly game all across the board. And I think the Aggies they like to be in those kinds of games because that gives them an opportunity to try to win. So. If it's New Mexico State trying to uh, compete against the Miners in this one, what they are going to hope they can do in this game is slow the game down. I mean, really make UTEP earn every single point they can get. They're trying to, um, you know, hold UTEP to field goals instead of actually letting them score touchdowns because, of course, that would put them in a way better position. But for the Aggies, I'm curious who's going to be the quarterback. Is it Gavin Frakes? Is it Diego Pavia? Uh, Pavia so far has been more of the running quarterback type of player. He averages about... 7.2 yards per carry. Uh, He is somebody who doesn't really throw the ball that well, but you look at Gavin Frakes, he might be that gunslinger that the Aggies need in this one. 9 of 13 so far. He does have an interception, but he does have a touchdown as well. 143 yards through the air, and uh, I've liked what I've seen from Gavin Frakes so far. Now, as far as their running game, uh, I think that they can throw a lot of different players at you and have success on the ground, so I expect to see uh, a lot of different Aggie running backs in this game really stand out so um, this is going to be a really interesting one on both sides of the football with the Aggies defense I think that's where they've struggled the most I mean you, you know they're not allowing big plays but they just kind of allow the simple plays. secondary is, is pretty strong um, their offensive line is pretty strong by the way but uh, I, I worry about New Mexico State in this one especially if UTEP can start running the ball effectively for the first time all year that would be my biggest worry uh, to wrap things up here on the first and ten preview we're going to get to Sal Montes in just a little bit and then Steve Kaplowitz. I uh, do want to mention our programming note. Following first and 10 today, you'll hear the countdown to kickoff show with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, along with Cole Freytag, Mondo the Monster Medina. That one kicks off at 5 o'clock and then, excuse me, at 6 o'clock today and then 7 o'clock kickoff on 95.5 KLAQ with the postgame Miner Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency following all everything on 600 ESPN El Paso. So we'll make a little radio switch, but uh, we'll have all of that in place. Plenty more here coming up on Minor Talk tonight. But that'll do it for me. Adrian brought us here signing off for UTEP First and 10 presented by Specs. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go out to Sal Montes, who's got the latest. All right. Thank you so much, Adrian. Yeah, it's the Miners and the Aggies. The Battle of I-10 is back. And uh, two teams who are 0-2 really trying to uh, turn things around for the season. And what it's going to take for the Miners to beat New Mexico State here, uh, you know, they got to finish their drives with touchdowns. You know, time and time again, we've seen them go into enemy territory and leave points on the field, whether it be a field goal when they had a really, really good chance to get a touchdown or a turnover on downs uh, where they don't get any points. So they got to complete those drives. Make things easier for your defense in that regard. Um, you know, Hardison, um, he's been a little bit better this year, but still want to see him be quicker with his decision making. A lot of drives become eventual third and longs uh, before third down even hits. So definitely got to keep the chains moving and uh, put some points on the board. Now for Hardison, we've asked him to be better this year, and he has for the most part. And time and time again, people talk about the UTEP run game, but it's been practically non-existent these uh, first two games. Guys got to step up and and do their part. And uh, somebody who I think is going to do that, Ray Flores. How about him? I'm calling it now. He's going to get his first touchdown as a UTEP minor. It's going to happen tonight in the Battle of I-10. I'm calling it here. 
And as far as the defense goes, uh, guys got to be on standby all game. And there's two main reasons why I'm saying this. The depth at the linebacker position is very thin right now. And uh, also, too, you want to retain that freshness if and when the Aggies decide to go quick temple or no huddle. You got to be ready. And uh, it all starts with the D-line. You know, that's the strength of this defense. It was supposed to be going into the season. They got to be better and, uh, you know, make this game theirs like they have in the past. Now, discipline-wise, they've been respectable. This is the whole team here. They've been respectable discipline-wise. Not a lot of penalties. Uh, Mental-wise, though, they got to be sharper and a bit quicker uh, because coming up here with uh, this being the first of um, the four games, they have a chance to go 3-1. and one. They can right all the wrongs that they've done with the win tonight. And with that being said, I'm picking the Miners to win this one, 27-22. That's what I got here. Take it away, Steve. All right, Adrian and Sal, thank you guys very much as we get ready for uh, tonight's big battle of I-10. Here are my three big keys in order for UTEP to get their first win of the season. Key number one, and it's an obvious one, UTEP has to be able to run the football. I mean, we've watched two games so far, and between Ronald Awad and Deion Hankins, the Miners have just not been able to establish a ground game. And that's the reason why Gavin Hardison is putting the football up in the air 40-plus times a game. That simply cannot happen. It's not Dana Dimmel's identity to be a pass-happy offense, and you're putting a ton of pressure on Hardison, who, by the way, has played uh, really well through the first two games this season. So the Miners have to get that ground game started and be able to run the football against New Mexico State, a team that defensively played very well against Nevada that first week. I know it didn't work the same against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, but hey, you look, New Mexico State is going to come in here because it's a rivalry game trying to make a statement. And if you're the Miners, you absolutely have got to be able to run the football. So that is key number one as far as I'm concerned. All right, let's get now to key number two if you're UTEP. Uh, When you get in the red zone, and and we're going to stay with an offensive key here because chances are they'll be in the red zone against New Mexico State. They need to score touchdowns. You know, a field goal is not going to win you a game. And uh, you hope that it's not going to be a close enough game because you don't want to see New Mexico State and UTEP decided by three points. The odds makers have already established uh, a spread of over two touchdowns for this one. So when the Miners do get in the red zone, I would like to see better play calling. I would like to see the Miners be able to convert trips inside the 20 into touchdowns. And that means call plays to which the opposing defense doesn't already know what you're about to do. So uh, whether it's Gavin Hardison put the ball in the air more, the Miners try to run the ball, screen passes, play action fakes, throws to the tight end. Just keep them guessing. That would be the key for me. So that's my second key. All right. Third and final key, and this is an important one too. The Miners have got to establish a pass rush uh, against New Mexico State. Uh, That has been tough, all right? They got a little pressure against Oklahoma, but for the most part, you know, outside of uh, a few series of three and outs against Dylan Gabriel, he had his way against uh, the UTEP defense. And we already remember what happened against, um, really, North Texas. That was, they could run the ball and throw the ball against the Miners. So, If UTEP is going to have a chance to really win in convincing fashion, 
I want to see that experienced defensive line break through, and no matter who's quarterbacking New Mexico State, whether it's Frakes or the other guy, hey, they have to get pressure on the quarterback. They do that, and they and they call some plays in the red zone that aren't as predictable so the entire crowd in the Sumble doesn't know what's coming and run the football, I think they're going to be in very good shape to win their first game of the season tonight as they get ready for New Mexico in Albuquerque next weekend. Those are my three keys to the game. All right, Adrian, Sal, take us home here as we get a chance to wrap up UTEP first and 10. 